I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is an interview from WBEZ's daily talk show, Reset, which you can hear live weekdays from 11 to 1 or anytime on the WBEZ app or at WBEZ.org. Should colleges be allowed to consider race in the admissions process? That's the question that now faces the U.S. Supreme Court after Monday's oral arguments in two affirmative action cases. Since 1978, the court has repeatedly ruled that schools can take race into account. But today's 6-3 conservative majority could move in another direction and outlaw race-conscious admissions. Two local universities and their students were listening closely to the proceedings Monday morning. For more on what the court's forthcoming decision could mean for Northwestern and the University of Chicago, we turn to WBEZ education reporter Nareda Moreno. I started by asking Nareda why she wanted to look at the local impact of the Supreme Court's forthcoming decision on affirmative action. Sure. So we wanted to focus on the local impact just because we know that this decision is going to impact all schools, uh, but that the impact is going to be most felt on these highly selective institutions. And so in the Chicago area, that really does mean uh, Northwestern and University of Chicago. Um, They are among some of the most highly selective universities in the nation. Um, So something like eight or nine percent of of applicants actually get into these schools. And they've both spent a lot of money um, in recent years to sort of to try to diversify their student bodies. And you talked to quite a few students. A very interesting story here. I'm wondering what kind of questions you asked them and what you were setting out to try to learn. So, yeah, I I wanted to talk to as many students as I possibly could. And the goal really was just to understand, you know, what their experience was like in high school, what the application process was like, what it's been like being on campus, you know, in these schools that really aren't that diverse, but they're making some efforts. Um, And I, I really wanted to understand just why diversity was important to them. And I wanted to know, like, what might be lost if schools were to become less diverse. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had some really thoughtful answers. So it was really nice. Well, you open the piece with um, Caitlin Wu, who is a Northwestern sophomore. And I want to play a little bit from your story here. She is speaking about some advice that she got when she was in high school. Our college counselors, like sometimes they would tell us certain things like, oh, don't make yourself too Asian on your application. And like I heard that a lot with other peers that I had where they like tried to make themselves seem less stereotypical in that way to stand out. Yeah, it sounds crazy hearing her say that, right? Don't make yourself too Asian on your application. How have her experiences shaped her views then of affirmative action? Yeah, so Caitlin echoed this feeling that I've heard a lot from other students while reporting this story. It's just that Asian American students are held to higher standards. There's this feeling that, you know, they have to um, adhere to this model minority stereotype so that they have to work just a little harder than other people to, you know, to make it through the door. And, you know, it's it's really sad and really disappointing that counselors and teachers or other people around her were telling her, like, yeah, downplay your Asian-ness, make yourself seem less stereotypical or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that she would have a better chance. And we should note that really um, the court's haven't found too much evidence to support those kinds of claims. Um, in the case against Harvard, there was a federal judge who said, you know, um, who, who pointed out really that Asians make up maybe 20 percent of the admitted class, even though they only make up about 6 percent um, of the people in the United States. And that, you know, 
Asian American applicants were accepted to Harvard at the same rates as other applicants. Okay. Um, but there's still this this feeling that that's the case. Does from your conversation with Caitlin, do you think that she thinks that race should be a factor in admissions? She does. Yeah, she definitely supports race conscious admissions. Um, like a lot of students, she talked about how you know the campus experience would change and how important it was to make sure that you know Black, Latino, and Native American students were represented. I think that she said that her feelings on affirmative action have just evolved over the years. But yeah. that um, there's there's definitely, I mean, it can be complicated, but definitely she still supports race conscious admissions. Well, let's hear from another student that you talked to, Narita. This is University of Chicago freshman Mark Muchani. I think a lot of elite universities can do better uh, in terms of trying to educate people from all sorts of economic backgrounds. So, like, I think affirmative action should mean more than just accepting the wealthy students from every race. It should mean every black and brown high schooler, uh, no matter where they went to high school, uh, has the opportunity to come here. So tell us more about what Mark and maybe some of the other students that you talked to had to say. Yeah, so Mark is a first-year computer science major at UChicago, and he told me that very early on he knew he he wanted to attend an elite university specifically because of uh, the income benefits and knowing that down the line uh, it would matter in terms of like job connections and things like that. He's saying it was important for black and brown kids to take up these spaces, especially when you look at like what that's going to mean down the line for like leadership, right? Like the next, you know, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson might not make it to these schools if yeah. we get rid of affirmative action. Um, yeah. And a lot of students were saying sort of similar things about just how they would feel isolated on campus if diversity were to get worse and just that they wanted the university to really prioritize that. So speaking of that, a big question that still remains for me, at least, uh, Narada, and this is to the universities themselves. Like, if the Supreme Court does strike down affirmative action, what will schools be allowed to do to ensure that they have a diverse student body? Well, so the Northwestern and the University of Chicago did not want to talk to me about their plans for this story. Um, so I've just been looking at what other schools have done. Like you have the University of California system and Michigan State. They've gotten rid of affirmative action uh, just because of state law. Mm -hmm. And so they've said that they've tried, you know, alternative approaches like um, outreach programs directed at low-income students. A lot of universities, including the University of Chicago, have mm -hmm. gotten rid of um, SAT scores. Okay. Um, so because that's widely be considered. A I mean, that's barrier. a big help. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, a lot of the people that I've talked to are calling for like the end of legacy admissions, uh, which overwhelmingly benefit um, white wealthier families. I see. So overall, you know, your reporting. What would you say it tells us then about the impact that? striking down could have on, on black students, Latino students, Native American students even? Well, I talked to one professor named Alvin Tillery at Northwestern. He runs the Center for the Study of Diversity and Democracy mm -hmm. at Northwestern. And he pointed out that, like, look, these policies are important. They've definitely increased the number of black, Latino and Native American students. But the vast majority of these students attend less selective universities, uh, community colleges, state schools. And so it's not, you're not going to hear a huge outcry from this community or these communities if this were to go away. Um, but he also just made that point that what you're losing is the next generation of leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's going to matter down the line. 
We know that thousands of civil rights leaders and scholars, uh, military officials, corporations, and schools, they have signed on to amicus briefs asking the Supreme Court to uphold affirmative action. And that also includes the University of Chicago, right? That's right. Um, They did join a brief with about a dozen or so Ivy League schools um, and other highly selective institutions uh, in support of UNC and Harvard. And Northwestern, uh, they did not sign on to any briefs, but they have done so in the past um, in the 2015 case uh, against the University of Texas at Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and there are a lot of Northwestern professors and UChicago professors, too, that have sort of signed on to different briefs. And, and I should also point out that uh, dozens of conservative lawmakers, including two downstate Republicans, Congresswoman Mary Miller and outgoing Congressman Rodney Davis, they signed on to briefs supporting the case against affirmative action. They're asking the court to overturn that 2003 landmark decision in Grutter versus Bollinger, arguing that race conscious admissions violate the Constitution's equal protection clause. Narita, we won't have a decision from the court until June. What are you going to keep your eye on in the meantime? I'll be watching just how universities respond, and not just universities, but K-12 through institutions as well, because we know that there's definitely going to be an impact there. Um, like schools are going to have to think about how clubs are going to be named. You know, are you going to allow, right. you know, like race to be a part of the clubs? Um, you'll yeah, have the different student associations. Exactly. Can we do that anymore? Yeah. Should students have to like withhold some of that on their resumes, on their applications? Um, you know, watching maybe fee waivers, that system could change. Um, so definitely schools are going to have to start consulting their legal teams now um, to, to see how things might change for them. Um, so there's a lot of stake here. That's WBEZ education reporter Nareda Moreno. For more interviews from WBEZ's daily talk show Reset, check out the Reset podcast or head over to WBEZ.org slash Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening.